All right. So let's get right into it on our second episode on the 12 stages of burnout. Um, this is exciting because last week we had a lot of fun with this. I hope you got a lot of value. Um, and we're just going to get right in it because it only gets meatier. What do you think, Taylor? Um, well, I love this one. I love the 12 stages of burnout because as I mentioned last time, I didn't even know there was 12 stages until I, I experienced it. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, so um, I really think this is a really valuable two-part episode for any individual, regardless of whatever industry you're in. Everyone experiences burnout. I do think you can even experience it in your personal life. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely stay on and listen to our Broke to Boss Tip of the Week. And uh, let's get right into it with stage seven. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Right. So, stage seven. You withdraw from social life and your family as well. And I would love to know if you've ever done this. Absolutely. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like, but I feel like you're very, you know what you need. Like, like I just said, I experienced these stages for the first time in my life this past year. And it's something I could have totally stopped, but I didn't even know the signs of them. You know what I mean? And I've never, or maybe I've never gotten that deep into burnout, but I was so focused and so excited about work. And so yeah. just like, that's what I wanted to pour my energy and everything into that. I did start withdrawing from social things and would work on weekends and evenings. And, you know, whenever it wasn't my time to have the kids or whatnot, I would just work and work, work, mm -hmm. work, because that's what that's what I felt like was fulfilling to me at the time, not realizing that it was actually doing the exact opposite because yeah, in that no moment, I didn't feel that way. Yeah, no, for sure. And you never feel like that in the moment. It's always like the reflection. Um, well, why don't you read through the stages like we did last time? Yeah. And then we'll just hit, hit these because it's, it's, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I got a little excited there. Sorry guys. Um, I know, no, yeah. you got it. <laughs> I was like this one, cause this was the turning point for me. So stage yeah. seven, you would draw from your social life and your family as well. Stage eight, your behavior changes, which upsets your loved ones. Stage nine, depersonalization happens. You do not feel like yourself. Stage 10, you feel empty and numb. Substance abuse can occur. Stage 11, you feel depressed, lost, and completely exhausted. Stage 12, when it's all gone to shit, you mentally and physically collapse. Full on burnout. Wow. Yeah. Um, so for me, stage nine um is is the one that relates to me the most and that has happened to me in the last few months um you do not feel like yourself i think it's bad so it, i i i talk very openly that i have an exec coach she's freaking awesome i wish um anyone out there I, you definitely need someone I, I know we talked about in the last uh last two episodes but you need someone to talk to and i think at the time it's, it kind of feels like that's an obvious thing but i didn't get that until later on in my career probably about like three years ago if i would have had that in my arsenal i think i would be in it probably in a much different place. Um, but she was even like, you're right. <laughs> and, like, and I was thinking to myself, I feel all right. Like, like what, like what's going on? But I have had those moments where people ask me if I'm okay. And I like at, at sometimes I'm kind of like offended. It's like, 
what do I not look okay? Like, am I not, you know, like, what do I got to go put some more makeup on more Botox? What is this? Um, but yeah, but then you have that moment where you're like, God, maybe I'm not okay. And that's like the whole, it's okay to not be okay thing, but how often it starts to happen. And I did not relate it to burnout. Yeah. So it's interesting. interesting how you, mm -hmm. how you don't know what happens. And for me, as you know, this already, but it wasn't until literally stage 12 when I was hospitalized, like you mentally and physically collapsed, full burnout. Mm -hmm. It literally, I was hospitalized. It took that for me to realize and then burnout and the different stages. It was almost like a diagnosis I gave myself of like, oh my God, Taylor, like you could, you saw the sign, you could have stopped this in its tracks. And I want to, I, I can't stress it up. The burnout is... It was something that I should have controlled better. It was something that I should have self-regulated better because I was making the choice. I'm not a victim of my choices. I was making the choice to do these things, but still thinking, oh yeah, it's positive. I'm working towards this one thing. They just don't get it. I've just got this goal. And then mm -hmm. it wasn't until I just had this moment where I got knocked on my fucking ass and stopped dead in my tracks. And I had to reevaluate a lot of things that I was like, okay, I've experienced every single one of these stages and I could have stopped it if I had practiced more self-care, vacation, all of the things that you're so good about preaching out to our org to do. Um, and I was encouraging, I wasn't living by those things either. Yeah. I was having higher and different and just my expectations for myself personally and professionally were not even realistic. And that mm -hmm. was something I had to reevaluate. Like, what are you working towards? Because what the path I was going down I would have never been complacent complete and maybe that's just not who i am anyway i don't get complacent but i would have never been satisfied i guess i should say because there was always something else i wanted to do or achieve and just keep going so it's really i think it goes back to us stopping as leaders and celebrating the wins and what we have accomplished mm -hmm. and and really just taking a step back and taking a day here or there you know like i've told myself okay taylor you need to take at least one day off every three months which people are probably like oh that's that's not shit but you'd be surprised it's something that i just keep going and going because i like to work and so yeah. it you do too like we like i to love work. i love working yeah i love what i do yeah yeah but you sometimes need to a break and be like like we said no phones focused on family mm -hmm. like it's nice to have those refreshers that you don't even know you need that could totally help you with the stages of burnout that you don't even know you're feeling yet but they'll help you to not advance further in the stages they'll stop it in its tracks that makes sense yeah no that's interesting first of all i am going to mexico in a couple of weeks for a week and i will be leaving my phone in there so yay yes <laughs> um but i i'm uh you hit me you hit me with something really interesting and so in recruiting, and definitely I did this when I had um, Techies, which was an agency, um, we had a ton of different comp competitions. Like, you know, uh, we very much get pegged as salespeople when you're recruiters, but yeah. we want to hope that we're salespeople that have souls <laughs> because we are, you know, we are affecting like such a cool aspect of people's life. Um, you know, it's what makes the world go round. And so we put all that stuff in place. But then what's interesting is as you get higher up as you get more and more a players on the team do you then have that moment where it's like you don't stop and you just work harder and harder because it's like you're constantly comparing yourself and you're constantly trying to up your game like i think of um just you and i for example uh we had this interesting conversation yesterday where it's like hey are we like 
and it's not negative. Are we the clash of the Titans? Are we like, yeah. are we in this, like in this world together and we're both literally can do and are great at very similar things. How do someone like us coexist? And I think that's interesting because as you are working with better and better people, you have to find where that exists. And there has to be, sometimes there's a reason why you see ABC players in companies because it's easier to coexist. And when you're hiring and as a recruiter, that can be frustrating because all our companies say they want is A players. But mm -hmm. the more you put A players into an interview, the more people might shy and not hire those A players because they're scared that they're going to challenge them too much or that they're going to surpass them or they're, you know, so I'm kind of going off a couple different tangents here because I'm relating it to our situation, our recruiters in general, and just the market on how what's acceptable and when, when do we find that fine line and how do you, you know, mesh and grow together and it's not, it's not a competition, you know? Yeah, I do. I think, I think this is where like healthy competition comes into play. Like, I, I definitely think if it's negative competition, if it's, it's your content, like we were talking about social media, constantly comparing yourself to people and things that it's just like, this is not apples to apples. You know, mm -hmm. I think there's a good level of competition as I know you do. That's healthy. That's like, okay, this person, I'm, they're going to make me up level myself. And yeah. then there's that negative competition. That's just like, okay. Like I said, it's not apples to apples. You're it's only a, it's a lose, lose. If you try to compare yourself to that person or, you, or your situation, that situation, it's just not apples to apples. So I think within reason, you know, there, I like competition. I think it's fun. Um, but I don't like like negative competition. I, who would, right. Where it's yeah, like, right. it gets sharky. Know, like, it feels gross. I think a lot of recruiters mm -hmm. are in sharky environments. Um, I know I used to be, and it just felt gross. Like I even had a boss that said, um, don't give your tips to anybody else. <laughs> and I was like, huh, okay. And so like would secretly give tips to everybody else and realize why are you clipping my wings? Um, but that's all interesting. It all plays into burnout because if you're chasing, you know, these purple squirrel unicorns constantly um, and not not figuring out like, Hey, like, let's realize what are we doing here? What are we working towards? You do this, I'll do that. You know, that all comes into, um, I guess even just working as a team and yeah. being very vocal. And yeah. I think that's also what happens in burnout is you're not vocal or you're not thousand, listening, you know, thousand percent, thousand percent. I agree with both of those. And I think it's, I think competition is really healthy, but I think it's also good to be like, okay, you're good at these things. And you're good at that versus us trying to compete to do the same thing or two individual, you know, not as specifically anybody yeah. trying to compete. It's like, this is your genius. This is mine. Let's live in these spaces. And then how do we merge our worlds together versus it's constantly like a, it can't always be a pissing contest. You know what I mean? Like, a, and that's a competitive thing. I think, a, you know, a lot of people, I've seen a lot of recruiters, like you said, it's kind of, kind of have to be competitive, especially when you're starting and recruiting. Oh yeah. Um, when you're starting for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think when you get, I, it all goes back to me for me celebrating the wins. Like if you don't celebrate your own wins, you, and you're constantly comparing yourself to like, okay, well I did this, but I didn't do that. That person did this, you know, it's like, but did you still win? Is it still a W for you? Then count that. Mm -hmm. Don't always compare your, even your wins to someone else's wins, you know? And oh yeah. Like oh my situation. God. Yes. 
Yeah, definitely oh. in recruiting. I was just thinking, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, there's just so many situations. I was just thinking off the top of my head where it's like, we can have a client and someone gets a win and the other person's don't. And, but it's like, it's not apples to apples. There's different recs, there's different hiring managers. Um, should they all be, you know, unified in one thing? Yeah, they should be, but they're not. It's people. We are in a people talent business. This is not the same. That and that's part. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, frustrating. it is. Well, if you apply it to our world, like somebody could have a super collaborative hiring manager, just somebody that's amazing, that just understands recruiting, sees the value in what we do. And therefore, they're going to probably have a quicker and more successful recruitment cycle and hiring cycle than somebody who is just fighting a manager who, like you said earlier, could be, well, I don't want to hire, you know, the next me, which I've dealt with this so much in my career. I've had hiring managers that are like, no one's either no one's as good as them or they yeah. don't want to hire somebody that is as good as them because they see it as competition. So it's like no one is ever good enough or they're mm -hmm. too good. And then yeah. it's like a lose-lose. I just don't understand that. I remember um, when we when we first met, I was talking to him like, oh my God, she knows so much more than me. This is so great. Like we live in two different worlds. It's so interesting. Yeah. Um, and that's been the fun part. And we talk about, and I, I love that you named it this way, you know, tech versus Renaissance recruiting. You know, I yeah. love that, that I, by the way, that better catch on everyone. I hope, you know, <laughs> you don't want to yeah, be called yourself... non-tech recruiters, the Renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. We need a name, you know? And I think that, but I think that we really, when I, the more I think about that name too, even, and what Renaissance means and really like the two differences in the recruiting Renaissance, it really embodies more of the full cycle tech is like sniper you know full cycle is more like managing relationships and doing all these different things that include onboarding and all these things that you know in your world don't exist and you guys don't have to oversee so i think i think it's a good name for all encompassing of what non-tech uh, recruiters do i hate saying the not you know <laughs> no, it not, sounds no, it's so nasty. yeah yeah because i because i lived in tech i didn't care right but i was like ah yeah now we have lots of renaissance recruiters here you know including that's where your your world is and it's like yeah. it's opened my eyes to so many things and again like you're in a more talented space i mean because like, I, I we never have to write job descriptions are you kidding me like no way you yeah. guys can you guys do that's like something you're like used to and again it talks about the the real full cycle so there is yeah. definitely a difference in, in the tech versus renaissance um i know we're kind of getting a little off track but it's because it comes you know it comes down to burnout i think it comes to having conversations and then the self-awareness, when we talk about the resiliency to understand burnout, you have to have both, which is why we had to do the resiliency, you know, part one, two, and then now the burnout part one and two, it's, it, it's goes hand in hand. It's all relative. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those things that again, if I had not experienced it, I would have never even known that I was like, oh my God, you went through every single one of those stages and you could have stopped it before it got mm -hmm. to where your health was impacted, you know? And it was one of those that I practiced what I preached. I wasn't getting myself the salad, you know, like I was just <laughs> pouring from empty cups to everybody else. And I'm like, I could have stopped it. And what I never did was to stop and give myself credit for anything I'd done. It was like, keep pushing, keep going, you know? And I think, again, that's a good quality in a lot of aspects in life, but I don't think it's it's, you should always push through the positives. I think you should stop and celebrate those positives, mm -hmm. those I wins, love that. but push through the negatives. Keep that going. really could have been your broke to boss. <laughs> I love that yeah. so much. Just but keep, I like, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I think it, I, I think that, okay, let's make that the broke to the boss tip is I think you need to stop and celebrate the wins, the positive mm -hmm. wins. 
but you need to keep pushing through when it's negative. So I think stopping to celebrate, give yourself the W. I did that amazing. Mm -hmm. Then move forward, but give yourself that moment and give yourself that recognition. Even if it's something small, even if it's a weight loss, whatever it is for you, just mm -hmm. give yourself the recognition, then move forward. And then when it's negative, I, I do think it's a positive thing and characteristic to just keep pushing forward. Don't let yourself live in the negative. Yeah. So that's the broke the boss tip. And something too to note is at every level, because again, yeah. I think both of us can relate to, we are higher in our careers now and we've done a lot, accomplished a lot, seen a lot, all those things. We have a lot to say, obviously, here's the, it's the podcast, <laughs> but um, it's gotten harder as we have gotten more successful. So that alone is, is, a uh, is a tip for sure. It's like, I think about, um, just, just last week, my brother goes, you know, what advice do you have for me? Like in my career, I'm making more money now. And I'm like, well, act as if you're not making more money, live your life the same. And that is the same here. Live your life the same at work. doesn't matter. You know, yeah, you have to up-level yourself. Yes. Because you have someone that's pushing you That's a positive. So yeah. earn that positive. You earn this positive now go live in it and enjoy it. Like that's the yeah. difference. Yeah, I absolutely think that's great. I think it's the difference. And I think it's also be able to separate. I'm not you, you're not me. It doesn't always have to be a competition. Some competition is good and healthy. And yeah. it's like, but either way, celebrate it, whatever it is. If we did have a competition, you won, let's stop and celebrate it. Like I, mm -hmm. I really think that that's what has been missing for me specifically. I have not done a good enough job um, over this last year of stopping to celebrate the wins. I'm great about doing it for my team. I send them messages, send them little goodies. I'm super proud of anything they accomplish but I do not apply the same views for myself. Mm -hmm. Which is also on me because if I'm not doing it for myself, then how can I help you do it for yourself? I mean, yeah, same. Yeah. Like how, about, yeah. how, yeah, it's a lot to think about. And we, like mm -hmm. we say all the time, we could probably talk about this in six more episodes. We could probably talk about <laughs> fire hydrant in six episodes, but um, you know, I think these are ones that are, again, it's applicable to everybody, regardless of your, your job level, your industry, um, burnout, and resilience. These, these tips, these tricks, these stages, these characteristics, they apply to anybody. And so I hope that you guys enjoyed listening and really see the value in these episodes and, and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, for sure. And read over these again, listen to this again, because knowing the stages, like, you know, better, you do better, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank okay. you guys for listening. Thank you. See you next Tuesday. Bye, y'all.